What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 20-something Vision Podcast. I'm going to be honest with you, today we got a really special one. But before we get started, I would like to welcome back our homie, our big dog, Luis Rodriguez. How you doing today, sir? Welcome back. It's good to have you again. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be back. Yes, sir. But yeah, anyways, it's a little smaller group today, but my name is Raymond, and we also have... My name is Jose. I'm here also. I'm Steven. I'm also here. And yeah, I'm going to let y'all know y'all looking good today, man. But it's been trending, obviously. And by the way, before you listen, I'm pretty sure you saw the title by now, but I'm going to give you a spoiler alert right now. If you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home or Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, stop this right now, watch it, and then come back, okay? But anyways, we're going to let y'all know how we feel about the movie. We're going to review it briefly. Then we're going to tap into our nostalgia with the movie, both of the movies, to let you know how we feel about, you know, people like Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire coming back, Green Goblin, all of them. And we're going to just reflect on it because when they were out in their prime, we were like, what, three, five, you know, eight. So, you know, and I'm pretty sure we we're all big fans. And just to see them coming back with just like a really big like, wow. But yeah, so the first thing, we'll go movie by movie. We'll start off with Spider-Man No Way Home. How do y'all feel? Spider-Man No Way Home. I'll start off. I'll be real with you, man. That movie was amazing. It just, it was perfect in my opinion. Just the way that the characters were brought in. I felt like they didn't have to go into their backstories, but they brought them in a way to where like they kind of explained their backstories. I hope that makes sense. So like, if, you, if you're watching a movie without any history of these Marvel movies, you kind of understood, like, what was going on. So that's my favorite thing about it, but it was just really good, man. The fight scenes were so good, and the way that Toby and Andrew came back was really smooth. I think I, wa- I watched that movie, like, three times. Three or four times I watched Spider-Man. It was just, I don't know, something about it just, it hit different. It was just a really good movie. Like Ray said, it was just, the action was good, the fight scenes were good. Honestly, I was expecting the other two Spider-Men to come in in like a more dramatic way other than them just kind of teleporting in, but I thought that was really cool too. It was really random. Um, I liked the way they knew how to comfort Peter when he lost May because obviously they've gone through the same thing in their own universes, and that was really cool to see them come together, and you know, that's how they, they kind of solved everything. But yeah, I really liked the movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it was really good because I'm not the type of person to go to the movie theaters often and even less go see a movie more than once. But this movie I saw it four times in theaters. I saw it with my girlfriend, with my friends. I saw it with my little brothers. I took them each individual times to go watch it and each time it never got boring. I believe that I felt very nostalgic seeing um, Toby back because Toby was my favorite Spider-Man, as I'm guessing everyone else's. Um... Or most everyone else's because Andrew is also pretty good. But my heart goes out to Toby. Um, Seeing them come through that portal was really nice. I believe the transition was really nice actually because it's pretty random and you don't expect it. And especially since it was supposed to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the most, that's the greatest thing because in my theater there were speculations that it was going to happen. But no one had confirmed it and I was trying so hard to stay away from spoilers. But when I went in and they got introduced, everyone in my theater was yelling and everyone was excited. And I was too. It was the first time that I was able to celebrate with everyone else in the theater other than Endgame. But Endgame wasn't much celebrating. Except for when Cap picked up the hammer. But um, yeah, I haven't seen anyone that active in the movie theater since then. So a little little backstory to this movie and me. After, what was it? I keep... Far from home, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 
I'm gonna call. I'm for now on. I'm just gonna say Spider Man One, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three instead of these names because I honestly get confused. So in Spider-Man 2 with Mysterio, it left me pretty excited for for at least where Spider-Man was going with all the other stuff, Avengers, I, whoa, whatever. And so no matter what I figured, no matter what the story is, like, I, I'm hyped going in. So then, then all this stuff started to come out about, oh... Green Goblin's gonna come back. Doc Ock, Jamie Foxx, and Toby and Andrew. And I was like, wait, huh? Like, wait, what? what, what, what? And then hearing Doctor Strange is gonna be in there and they're gonna deal with the multiverse. And I was a bit confused by that because, at least with the previous two Spider Man movies, they didn't show a lot of dramatic, a lot of magic type stuff. It was pretty, like, grounded he's just a he's just a teenage boy going through puberty in the form of a spider and he's trying to impress Tony Stark and so I figured well with how these previous movies were going there's no way all this extra stuff is happening I'm figuring like it's just people getting hyped then that first trailer came out and I just sighed like oh no because at least the way the trailer the fact that my biggest issue is that they gave it away in the trailer. I would have genuinely, if I didn't know anything, I would have genuinely lost my mind seeing him return. And so, and then, yeah, he had the woman to foe. <laughs> and there, Jamie Foxx showed up. And that took away some of my excitement. And because of all that previous stuff, I was going and thinking, like, oh, they're just going to... Woman of Foe's just going to say, you know, I'm something enough a scientist myself. And then throw bombs. And then Tom Holland's just going to talk shit on him. Or say jokes, I should say. Then we all saw it together. <laughs> and all my worries, just like Thanos at the end of Endgame, they, they dusted away. They vanished. This movie was well worth the hype. It was exactly like Jose said, that level of excitement in the theater. It was like Andrew Garfield. It was amazing. My overall thoughts are just, yeah, it was... I had. I was worried going in, but afterwards it it paid off. In every in every way it paid off. You mentioned Jamie Foxx and can we talk about that man's glow up, bro, from the Oh my god. <laughs> from the from the amazing Spider Man to, to this Spider Man. Like he literally looked like what's his name? From The Simpsons, Mr. Burns. In Amazing Spider Man two, and then now he's just fine ass Jamie Foxx. But yeah, I wasn't I don't know, I wasn't expecting him to look like himself <laughs> since they did him dirty <laughs> they did him dirty in the second amazing spider-man all right so okay i want to talk about like our favorite parts of the movie um okay so my favorite part by far was when charlie cox came back as daredevil i screamed so man i was in there like a little girl at justin bieber at the age of 12 man it was crazy and i think i promise you my theater they yelled louder um when they saw charlie compared to like andrew garfield and toby but don't get me wrong they yelled loud for them too but it was really cool but to see him coming back I, he's honestly one of my favorite superheroes so to see him coming back man i was just so hyped i was like they really did it and it's just like now we're just so excited for his future in the mcu how you feel about that Luis? so like my very good friend raymond here i am a huge fan of charlie cox as daredevil literally those three seasons those are just like the perfect mcu movie movies i should say and so 
seen him come in the movie as Peter's lawyer. My friend next to me, I told her I literally could not breathe because I was too excited. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I was probably more excited. I had more excitement seeing him than I did for Toby. And I and out of all the rumored stuff, I was the most hyped a little bit for Toby. But yeah, don't get me wrong. Toby and Andrew, I was in there screaming too. Don't get me wrong. But so, okay, so we know that like, and we're going to get to the Doctor Strange, but we know that like, Toby um, and Andrew Garfield, they were really popping when we were little. So does anybody want to talk about how it felt to see them back on the screen again? For me, I would say it just really felt amazing because I was a big Spider-Man fan. I, like, I promise you, I was Spider-Man for at least like seven Halloweens in a row. So, I, I, of course, I grew up off of Toby. I didn't really watch as a kid um, The Amazing Spider-Man, but I still love Andrew Garfield. Don't, don't get me wrong. But just seeing Toby back, like I almost teared up. It was just a really, it just felt like really refreshing. Like, it was like, wow. You know, and it's just really crazy that he really popped back up. I grew up more with uh, Toby Spider-Man. I didn't really watch the Andrew Garfield ones, or at least I was in a time where I would watch parts of movies and never be able to finish them, so I was never interested. But when I saw all the Toby Maguire villains coming back, especially when I saw Doctor, um, Doc, I mean Sandman. I was thinking about Dr. Rock, but no, Sandman was my favorite villain because especially growing up now, I realized that he was never really a villain. He was just trying to do right by doing wrong. And he was a victim of his circumstances. And I was a little bummed knowing that he was limited to what he could do because he was never able to, or he wasn't able to show up as to recording as the other villains did. Green Goblin was also a favorite of mine, so I'm, I'm happy he got the screen time he got. But as much as seeing Tobey Maguire was nice, I was actually really happy seeing all the villains. I mean, Sandman, even though he doesn't get a lot of a lot of screen time, I love how they encapsulated how he just wants to get home to his daughter. Because at the end of the day, in in Spider-Man, he wanted he, all he wanted to do was get the money and pay for his daughter's treatment. So I, I felt more happy seeing the villains than Toby, but don't get me wrong, I was really excited seeing Toby. And especially how they interpreted the villains. Yeah, I grew up with Toby. I'm pretty sure as we all have. That was the first that was the first Spider Man. The first Spider Man. Kinda on the same boat as Jose. I grew up with Toby. I didn't really watch any of the Andrew movies. I watched bits and parts of them, but wasn't really as into it as I was when I was younger. I just remember watching Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 on the VHS. <laughs> on the VHS, I remember popping it in and watching it. Spider-Man has always kind of been my favorite superhero. I'm not really into superheroes like that, but he's always been, you know, he's the OG. I love Spider-Man. It was just a cool feeling seeing him on screen again. I didn't think, I didn't think that would happen. I didn't think, you know, it was just really unexpected. And Tom, Tom is really amazing too. I think he's... I love as much as I love Toby. I think it's just the nostalgia that's you know keeping me with him. Toby, I mean, Tom is a really good Spider-Man. I didn't like him at first, if I'm being honest. When I saw the first movie, I thought he was too childish. But then I realized that that's Spider. You know, he was the closest fitting Spider-Man. You know, J because I honestly thought the other two. I didn't. The other two don't even look like they're in high school. So. <laughs> so yeah, it was just you know it was really cool seeing the OG next to. My new favorite Spider-Man. Speaking of them looking old, I just came to mind that the fight scene from the original Spider-Man. Do you guys remember? Yes, yes, the lockers, the lockers. I watched that again a couple months ago, and I was thinking about how, oh my god, these people are so old. I was like, that man, the guy, Peter Parker, a bully is a 34-year-old man. That man has a mortgage. <laughs> mortgage? That's right, yeah. So, like... I I remember reading, or I remember looking up something like, yeah, at that time, almost every actor, like, young actor, like, 
James Franco, Mary Jane, her and Toby himself and the bully, all those actors. They're supposed to be like seniors, so probably like 17, 18. Those actors were pushing like 30 years old. <laughs> like if they were 25, around there, pushing it, but again, 30. And if anyone is interested in finding out how, why they look that age, we actually have a really good reel on it on Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, if you haven't, at 20 something vision on Instagram. So if you guys are interested in why they look so old, we got a video on that. So come check us out. So I wanted to add on to what y'all were saying. Speaking back on Toby, man, I love Toby. So we pretty, we, you know, as we were kind of all agreed, we saw him as a kid on the screen as a kid, and like you know, when you're a kid, like watching a super movie, a superhero movie, you look up to the actor, you look up to Spider Man, you know, like that's kind of like a motivation for you, you know. So to me, it was just crazy to see him as, as like a little kid, and then to like on the screen now, it just kind of hit, and it's like, it's been so long that we haven't seen him. And it's like when we all grew up and it's like now we, we, we grew, we're, we're all grown up and we kind of we know how the world is. And it's just like, I don't know, it just felt like a brand new experience. I don't know if y'all get what I'm saying, but it just felt just amazing. I would also like to highlight Tom's development as Spider-Man compared to the first movie. Like I said, when I first saw that movie, I thought he was thought he was just really childish. You know, he was just a kid. He's just he was a freshman. No, 15. He was 15 in the first movie and now to see this last movie and to see how just to see how much he's grown and to see how he's matured so much not even as spider-man but just as a person in general it's been really cool to see i'm glad that i got to experience that in a way like how you were saying you know told we saw him when we were younger and now that he's now he's older i feel like with tom we got to experience that you know him growing in a much shorter time and it's it was really cool to see that yeah and i think like this movie definitely has that bittersweet moment like it I feel like it did really good on keeping the action there. Speak Green Goblin was a menace. So we don't have to talk about that. But keeping the action there, and then it kind of went to a sad moment, you know, out May. And then it kind of cheered us up by bringing them back in. I think that was a really good part of that. But um, did y'all want to talk about Green Goblin, bro? This man is a menace. I We just got to, we don't understand, bro. What is it with him and Spider-Man, bro? It's personal. So it's a super soldier serum, you know, that, that they test out. It just messes with him. So he's not himself when he's Green Goblin, as we already know from the second one. But he has voices in his head. He basically becomes like schizophrenic, I guess you can say. And um, that was his problem in, in the first... Well, that's his origin. You know, that's his issue. But in the first movie... Oh, he was tamed in this movie. Let me tell you, he was tamed. Because in the first movie, it was cold-blooded murder. You know? He would look them in the eye and... What, what was it that... Was it the the scientist that he like looked them in his eye and basically like snapped his neck? Or, what, or did he throw him through a window or something? Through a window. And then he like crash landed on like a, like a table full of like monitors. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That that's cold blooded murder. I mean, I may like she, tragic. R.I.P. You know. Um. But like that's I, that. If I had to decide how I went out in a, in going Green Goblin, I'm pretty sure that was the most tame one. You know because. If, if, if I encourage anyone to go back to watch those original movies because, yeah, he was a menace back then. It's cold blood. It's, like, it's personal back then. So, yeah, I'm just coming to mind right now that with the exception of Aunt May, the villains didn't really set to harm anyone other than Peter. But, and then also, like, at the time that they're pulling in, like, coming in, like, they're still villains, though. I don't know. I'm, it's just something that's, and that's... I will say one thing about the movie is that as, like, the more thought I put into, like, the story, the why this happens, it does kind of, like, 
shake a little it's a bit rocky but man like seeing andrew alone like that i'm fine with the issues just solid movie so what you're saying is that what they missed in this mo- in that movie is the gore that dr strange and multiverse of madness had I, I believe that they, they didn't have the confidence back then. They were working, they were there, because our villains are getting more nefarious nowadays. And since they're grossing as much as they can, I think they, they have that liberty now to just tear someone apart or s- turn them into string cheese or blow their mind. Wow. <laughs> so is that what you think would have been better in... Does anyone think that would have been better in uh, No Way Home? I would say no, because Spider-Man is really... it was. It's a family movie. Spider-Man is kind of perceived as family. I mean, I don't know how the... I agree with you, though. Because, I mean, like, if you look at Daredevil, of course, they're going to, you know, really know it's gory and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know if I could imagine Spider-Man as gory as Daredevil. Because when I see Spider-Man, I perceive it as, like, a family type of thing. I disagree, sir. I... After seeing Doctor Strange, I now wish that there was a scene where Sandman just went inside the mouth of someone and just filled them up until they exploded. (laughs) I mean, after seeing Mr. Fantastic of the Fantastic Four for the first time ever in these Marvel movies, to see him turn into string cheese, and in his dying scream, his head pops like a balloon. And the movie's PG-13, by the way. There were kids in my theater. I will say, though, Wanda definitely was on Demon Time. But I don't know, what was the most like intriguing part of that movie for y'all? Because Doctor Strange, it was good. I would definitely say when Wanda just came in there and wiped out the whole Illuminati like that, like so easy, and they just sat there and said, oh, we'll take care of your little wish, but that was, it was rough, but that I sat there just shocked the whole time, but how do y'all feel about that scene? Well, I think the biggest twist of the movie was that, well, I guess if you keep track with everything going on, you see it coming. You see Wanda turning slowly, especially after the events of WandaVision. But they don't explicitly say, because in the, in the trailers, they were leading that Doctor Strange's evil, evil alternate dimension person was going to be the villain. But you walk into the theater and now Wanda is the villain. And so that's, that's a big twist. I, I don't think anyone was really, well, at least I wasn't expecting it, at least with the few trailers I saw. I agree with you. I did think that Doctor Strange was going to be the main villain, like a variant of him, and that Wanda was actually going to help. But because, yeah, I just thought that Wanda was actually going to help defeat the variant but it was opposite way but i think it was really cool to see wanda as a villain i still love you wanda it's okay i honestly i really enjoyed the movie i feel like i just kind of went in blind because i haven't watched wandavision or anything like that yeah i just i don't know i I definitely want to now after seeing how powerful she is and i want to see how that came to be but yeah same i was i was talking about it with darlene the other day i wasn't expecting wanda to be the villain you know i wasn't expecting that like, yeah, like in the trailer, like I just thought she was going to help. I don't know what she was going to help with. I just thought she was going to help, you know, with whatever he needed. And I just thought it was so crazy that I was literally, I remember being in the theater and when she was, and when she said, um, when she said America's name, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, did I miss a part? Like, did he, did he say her name and I missed it? And then when she was like, you didn't say her name, did you? I was like, and then everything started to it was just crazy. Even even coming from a person who has who doesn't know anything about anything about anything, I still think it was a, a good movie. It was definitely worth the watch. Definitely, I would say Sam Raimi directing it was fire. 
you could definitely see his style of directing. I would say that it's old school, but it's a good way. Like the transitions, y'all see the transitions. It just kind of had that old school feeling. I feel like he really strived in that horror type of film. Like that's his thing. He was having a good time. So shout out to Sam Raimi. That was excellent. Yes. Yeah, so perhaps maybe like the biggest thing for me personally that I was looking forward to was the fact that just Sam Raimi in general was going to have, you know, he was going to make a Doctor Strange movie because I guess maybe my biggest criticism personally with these Marvel movies is just like the backgrounds visually. It's things are very dull, bright lights, overexposure. There are at times, even though the movie itself, the story is amazing. Endgame will go down in history, but I will admit that personally I see scenes and I it looks like a Saturday Night Live skit. And so... Hearing that Sam Raimi himself, a very expressive, you know, energized director with the camera and with his horror roots especially, I was hoping, very much hoping that, you know, they'd let him, you know, off the leash a little, let him move around, let him do what he does best. And so watching the movie, I will very much say that very much paid off. They let him off the leash. Just the mere fact that the big cameos that everyone was expecting, the fact that they went down the way they did, that to me was proof that, oh yes, they, this man was fully off the leash. Speaking of cameos, were y'all underwhelmed or overwhelmed with the cameos? I, y'all gonna laugh, but I came there thinking I was about to see Wolverine, Spider-Man, you know, Toby and them. I was expecting to see everybody. I wasn't really upset though. I was really happy to see. We got a good cameo with the Illuminati and everything like that. The scene Fantastic Four was like, oh shoot. And I know our boy Andrew was really down bad with Bolt, but we'll talk about, or not Bolt, what is it, Black Bolt? Black Bolt. Yeah, we're back with Black Bolt. It's a different discussion. But NBLs, did NBLs have any, like, other expectations? Honestly, like Ray, I was kind of, ex- I was expecting to see Spider-Man. I think I had heard rumors that he was going to be in the movie, especially since, wasn't it at the end, at the end of Spider-Man, that's when they, didn't they, did they show the trailer for Doctor Strange? Or did they say Doctor Strange will return? They said Strange. Yeah. I thought... I don't know. I just thought the way Spider-Man ended when, you know, all those all those creatures from the other universes were kind of coming in. I thought it was going to have more to do with that since it is the multiverse. But I did like the way the movie was played out. It was something. Yeah, I feel you, Steven. Did anybody feel nostalgic from this movie? I feel like Spider-Man definitely had more of the nostalgia. Personally, I can't really say I had much nostalgia because I haven't watched X-Men yet. I know I'm going to get some hate. Um I'm going to watch them, though. Trust me. But, I mean, I, I'm aware of everybody. You know, I know all of them. But when I saw Professor X, I was like, oh, this is nice. But my biggest nostalgic moment was seeing Fantastic Four, you know, Mr. Fantastic, even though we haven't seen him yet. But as a kid, I did watch the original with Jessica Alba, Chris Evans. That was, that was I loved them. And I remember I had a, a Fantastic Four video game. I freaking love that game. But it's always so happy to see him, you know. Him return, of course, and now we're going to see them come back eventually. But, Luis, I think you are familiar. You like X-Men. How did you feel about Professor X? Seeing Sir Patrick Stewart return as Professor X, for what he was there for in this movie, I I enjoyed it. You know, he wasn't, he obviously wasn't the Professor X from those original movies, especially if you've seen Logan. <laughs> Yeah, no, no way that's him. But seeing him just as Professor X, you know, and he has like the, from the old X Men cartoon, he has like the big yellow hover chair. He's wearing a green suit, and they play the music. The For me, I I did feel a little nostalgic. Just it was, but it was mainly 
visual, I would say. And surprisingly, I, like Andrew, I was kind of excited to see Black Bolt show up. Like, a char- a superhero who's the king of an alien race on the moon. Whose voice is able to shatter mountains. I, I, I was kind of, I enjoyed it. I will say it was definitely cool to see variants. Um, we get to see uh, Miss Rambo as Captain Marvel. And then we saw Captain Carter. It was definitely a really cool experience, you know. But yeah, so we know I, we thought this would be a cool, a little different episode. We just wanted to reflect on these two movies um, to, you know, talk about the nostalgia. But I think the biggest thing that we all got out of this discussion was just just the feeling of seeing some old actors. Not old, but you know what I mean. Actors from older movies to actually see them come back in this year. It was just really amazing, especially for our generation. Because, yeah, I think Steven mentioned earlier how... Tobey Maguire was like the first Spider-Man on film and like for us we grew up around it so it was just amazing to see him come back so yeah like literally like that you know I promise you if you go in my closet man you go see all them old Spider-Man costumes um but yeah with that being said uh we do really appreciate y'all we really hope you enjoyed this shout out to y'all Marvel fans if you're watching this thank you for tuning in we appreciate y'all Ooh, Batman we not doing no DC and like always never let anyone step on your vision Jeez. Thank you.